On this double episode of Cheesesteak Sports, we give you our post-game thoughts about the Eagles-Lions game, also preview the Eagles-Packers game Thursday night, and on a joyous side, talk about Brett Brown's coaching clinic and the Sixers this year. Go Birds! Yo, this is a Cheesesteak Sports production. Cheesesteak Sports, I'm Paul. And I'm Dan, and I'm not happy today, Paul. It's been a rough, rough Monday. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I feel I feel all right right now. I just came back from a, a coaching clinic that at Brett Brown held at the Sixers practice facility, which we'll get into in a little bit later. But we're starting off with the birds. It's going to be probably a little bit of a longer episode because we're post-gaming the Lions, previewing the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then we're going to do a post-game after the game, hopefully on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And and have the rest of the week two stuff, you know, yeah. with your normal two. Yeah. Uh, the one two punch. Um, do you want to get into it first, or you want me to speak my truth? Well, yeah. Before you before you speak your truth, because I feel like I have an idea of where you stand, and I'm gonna be honest. Like you know me, I'm usually pretty optimistic. Yeah. We stand here one and two today. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> we sit here one and two today, um, and. Not to jump too far ahead, because I know we're, we're post-game in the lines, but I don't think we're going to win Thursday. I'm going to say that right now. I don't have a good feeling of us going into Lambeau, getting to Rodgers, um, and being able to beat Green, a Green Bay team that is now 3-0. and um, But I'm just all kinds of frustrated. I didn't even... I was going to watch some of the game today. I was home for a little bit after school. I was going <laughs> to... I wouldn't put yourself through that. I didn't, but I ended up watching a couple of the plays and the drops and the last play of the game and the last drive of the game. And it's just frustrating. It's frustrating to go through because, like, I feel – I love Carson. Like, I'm I, I'm I'm his biggest fan. I mean, I've, a lot of people are going to say but, like, I love Carson. I'm all, yeah. all on Carson. Yeah, on yeah, the Carson bandwagon um, have been since he's been, been You drafted. have a Build-A-Bear of Carson. Right. Like, I'm going to defend Carson to the grave. All right, I'll say that right now. I'm going to defend him to the grave. Uh, national media wants to rip them up, whatever. They don't watch the games. Um, but it's fr- it's so frustrating as a fan. It's back-to-back weeks for him. I know he could have played better and made some better throws, but he put put them in a position to win the game. Again and again, guys are dropping. Guys aren't making plays. Simple as that. Guys aren't making plays for him. And I feel like this is only going to hurt him more because now this is he still is yet to, as far as I know, be down late in the game, come back, and go on a game-winning drive to – to end the game, as far as I know, I know he's done it like to tie the game, um, but I can't recall anything where where he's been in that situation. Come back, we've been waiting for that moment, and he's had the opportunity the last two games, and he's done everything he could. Guys haven't made plays. I get that, and I, the type of person Carson is is similar to us. Like he wants it so bad, he wants it just as bad as we do, probably more than we do, yeah. and we want it. We want it bad for him. I feel like this is only going to just put more pressure on him. He's going to feel like he has to do too much. And I, I don't feel good about the rest of the season, Paul. Like, you go, you lose <laughs> Thursday night, which I don't, which I think they yeah, will. Yeah, it's a good You're one and three. That that takes your, that takes, to me, the Super Bowl hopes are, I mean, they're not shot, but it's going to be hard because then you're not going to have, you're not going to oh, have yeah, a bye. We, you're not going to have home field. You're going to most likely going to be fighting for the wild card because Dallas this week plays a banged up Saints team. They'll probably be 4 0. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not in a good mood today, Paul. Overall, today was a rough day for me. Like I said, Brett Brown made it a little bit better tonight. 
um, or else this would be a lot worse. But um, talk to me. Yeah. So one thing I had to, was gonna say was yeah we don't really remember a game where Carson had a comeback from behind, get the win because a lot of times mo- all of his wins were up so much because he balls out. So that's a that's a good thing that we haven't had to see a lot of those. Obviously, the last two weeks very frustrating with the drops. Uh, like the, I'm sure you saw the Matt Collins drop. I think it was second down. Yes, yes. And the third that down. One, that one got me. Back. Yeah, that, that's just that's just bad. Because Matt Collins was there for a lot of. Th- it seems like that's kind of been his third down target since Alshon and Deshaun has been back. Yeah. Other note, you said Super Bowl hopes are lost. Obviously, it would be a harder journey. Yes. But with a healthy Alshon and a healthy Deshaun, yeah, I do get that. It does. It's a game it, changer. It does make it better. Also, special teams. One third of the game, they made up for that block, but I mean mm. that kick return—that's just that's terrible. Um, and uh, but but basically, obviously, like Dan said, we're both optimistic. Normally, normally for Dan, I'm a, I'm still optimistic just because it's the fact that it's an early season. We just saw the Panthers. Uh, I guess that's not that impressive. The Panthers going to to Arizona and win with the backup, but we saw. The Saints going to Seattle, beat a Seattle team on the road. Like yeah, that, that, I, they, that's they impressive. said too. That was like the Seattle's first loss at home in September in some years. Exactly. So that that's what I'm saying. It's a week to week league where wild things happen. The football takes weird bounces, and anything can go. Also, the Packers offense hasn't been what it's been. So obviously they they faced the Bears, they faced the Vikings and then the Broncos. So like those are like solid defensive teams. Yeah. But also it's been pretty stagnant from what I've seen. The two games I still haven't watched. I haven't had the chance today to go back and watch the Packers versus the Broncos. But I'm just saying you can't really obviously like we wrote this game off, but it's the same thing. Like the Lions came into our our place and they beat us. We can just as easily go up to Lambeau and beat the Packers on Thursday night, which I think they will. Doug Peterson was a backup there. He knows all about Lambeau. He knows all about Wisconsin, and he's going to take it to Rodgers. 3-0 and on short weeks for Doug Peterson. He's 3-0. and yeah. Obviously, two of those games have come against the Giants, but if you remember the Super Bowl year, we went down to Carolina, beat them without Lane Johnson in a tough game where we were fighting them and the refs. I really believe that we have a great chance to go to go up to Wisconsin and just take it to them. Everyone's counting us out this early in the season, which is bogus, and just tighten up the tighten up the drops. And we're three and zero. Like we're right there. It's it's that close. That's yeah. the other thing about football yeah. that I love, and that's the other thing that I've been seeing all across the league. A lot of the games, it comes down to mental mistakes like that. So I'm hoping. That they bring it up. Did you see uh, JJ Arthe? I'm not calling him Arthega anymore. He's Arsega. He doesn't get. He doesn't get the. He doesn't deserve it. He does. He just doesn't deserve proper enunciation if he's dropping balls. Yeah. He sh- saw he popped up on the uh, injury report. Yeah, I did. With the heel. So, I mean, maybe he's banged, but that still doesn't give him an excuse. But I mean, he was still stood in his locker room at the end of the day, took the heat from the Philly media, and he knows he's got to do better. It's yeah. a rookie mistake. At least it's now and not in the playoffs. Like Alshon's drop right through his through his arms to a to a defender. Yeah. So it's, I'd rather get the bumps and bruises right now and then keep on going. 
Yeah, that, I, that's just how I am. I get it. I, the, everything you just said makes me feel a little bit better. Like, just a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm in panic mode right now, to be honest. I am. I know it's early in the season, but like you say, it's a week-to-week league for sure. Like, it definitely is. We know that. Knowing, knowing the Eagles, yeah, they probably will end up going into Lambeau somehow and somehow maybe even sacking Aaron Rodgers, as strange as that sounds, with our defensive line and the pressure we've been getting. Um, but it's just... It's just it's just been it's frustrating because all these expectations going into the season, and just like you're saying, like we say all the time, NFL games come down to the score margins are usually like, minus like below six, like six and mm-hmm. under. Like it comes down to a, a player too. Like you can look at this play, that play, that change the game. One play can change the game, obviously. But great teams find a way to to win those yeah. games and make yeah, those sure. plays. And so far we haven't done it. Um, and it, like I said, I'm Carson's biggest fan, but. If you're asking me right now, do I feel comfortable down three points in a game with two minutes left and Carson to win a game? I don't. I, well, I feel like we're going to lose. I feel like we're going to lose. Because you're wide receivers. Because if we have average to more, below average receivers, then yeah, probably. I'm just but saying in general, even if we throw our guys back out there right now, like I don't I don't have confidence But you as saw a fan. the balls right there. I know. Both times. Both and times the is, balls are right there for the taking. For dubs, like it's really tutty season. I I, I know. Like it's it's. I really just feel ridiculous. like a typical Philadelphia fan would feel after seeing this happen now so many times. Ninety-seven five today. Or no, I was for a minute yeah, this so morning. They got to you. They got <laughs> to you, and that's all it is. You got brainwashed. Bro. Well, and you look at our receivers. Like, let's look to the future a little bit. Yeah, Carson's only in his fourth year, and we have good receivers when all healthy. But Deshaun's not going to play all sixteen games, obviously, because you know he hasn't. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He's not he's not going to be on the field all the time. That's who he is. He's 30 years old, and he's older. Alshon's older. Like, what is our future at that position right now? Is Jay, I know it's way too early to start assessing J.J. our Sega Whiteside <laughs> after a big drop. But is, it, is he the answer? Is Nelson Aguilar a guy who can really be the guy in the future? Like, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm a little know, skeptical I'm a big, about I'm a big that Nelly position. Guy. As as hyped up as we've, we've really made that position, I know – we include the tight ends with that, which is a big factor as well. Goddard um, had his chance. Oh, I'm some I'm middle the, school stuff. Yeah. I'm the fourth best. I'm the fourth best tight end in the league. Did he and say it, that? He said it in the preseason. He's like, I'd start on 29 other. He teams. said that. Yeah. To who? He said Zach Berman or one oh. of the one of the guys that walked the beat. Well, he said he's the 20. He'd be he'd be a starter on 29 other teams. I'm pretty sure all 11 guys on our flag football team could have made that one. But Dallas Goddard. All right, man, 10, 10. I'll let you guys. I mean, it's, it's a little bit rough. I don't know if – I know that I wouldn't try to catch it the way he yeah. did. That's that's the problem. Also, our boy um, had a couple drops kind of similar to, to our second. I wasn't saying Johnny, but our other boy, who you think would actually make them catches. I don't want to throw him under the bus on the podcast, but he's someone's – I don't even know who you're talking Someone's about. brother. He had a couple drops. You know, in the end zone, short. It was his rookie season. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah, even remember. Yeah, I mean, I, he did have a couple of those. But, um, yeah, so, like we said, we haven't even talked about how the Lions got away with an egregious face mask Yeah, ball. so the penalty, the, the, yeah, the refs the didn't help. The terrible offensive pass interference but, called on us. before we get into that, I'm not going to blame this game on the refs. But, yeah, the face mask call was egregious. That was awful. Because you awful. missed it. It's Com- just like. Completely, yeah, awful. The the thing that got me was that offensive pass interference. No, the uh, block return. Malcolm. 
Yeah, yeah. The block on the back. Yeah, I mean... Because that, that's a game changer. You're at the it, 20 instead of the 50. But it also didn't really... Like, the fact that they threw a flag for that, when the dude turned his back to Malcolm, and Malcolm kind Like, Malcolm didn't even push him over. Right. It's kind of like, hey, like, I'm here, like, I don't want to push you. Yeah. And then they called him for that. I'd really like to see Alberto Riveron look into that. But, I mean, it's just... It's it's annoying, and you never want to blame a game on the ref, refs. But, I mean, it, it, they really do dictate some part of the game, especially with the offensive pass interferences that they're calling. Yeah. Like, Matt they- Collins... I don't know what he did. Like, I don't know what he did to him. Like, did he say something mean to the rest before the game? Because those those plays, players are on him. That that's the thing that I don't understand with the, like with uh, being able to challenge it. Because like, do you throw the challenge flag? Because he's getting mauled on the top of his route. Yeah. So of course you're gonna like do an armbar. Like, what are you supposed to do? Get hugged all the way up the up the field? So I mean, that's just really frustrating in its own sense. And I mean, I don't, I don't really know what you do with it, honestly. Yeah, and the refs were bad, but at the end of the day, we we still were right there. That's that's the thing. We play, we didn't play well. We put ourselves in a position to win the game. We and we didn't make the one or two next big plays to do it. The fumbles um, killed us again. Yeah, those are killers. Because I'm pretty sure what was it, Nelly's fumble? Or, Nelly's was bad. Seventeen ten. We're driving. Maybe we get three. Maybe we get seven. Instead, we give them the ball, they get three. So it's, what, 20 to 10, I believe it is. Miles Sanders, we can talk about that. The running backs, uh, the big talk today. Wise and Jordan Howard getting the ball. What are are people saying? Um, Just just pretty much that. Like, they don't understand why Jordan Howard isn't getting the ball. Um, I looked at the numbers real quick today. It was actually pretty similar. I think Sanders had a, a decent run that helped his stats. Yeah. Well, that, um, that's the problem with, uh, like, yards per carry is, like, you yeah. look at Leonard Fournette on Thursday right. night. He was negative eight yards, runs a 69-yarder. He ends the day with 61 yards off, like, 16 or 14 attempts, and he wasn't running well at all, and he just had one big explosion. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Howard had, like, the two good runs and then was right there, and then Sanders had basically two good runs, fumbled the ball, too, so... I mean, I, I would like to see Howard, I guess, run the ball a little bit more. Um, I mean, obviously, like Howard had a drop too, so I guess you put Sanders out there because you have the illusion of a pass or a run. So, like that's that's kind of what it comes down to. If you're dropping the ball, I mean, you got you got to be able to catch the ball. I know yeah. it was a, it was a little bit in front of him, and he did have to like kind of die for it. It hit both hands. Who Howard? Yeah, Howard yeah, on no. the slant. So it, it's kind of like I think that's might be why he's not in there, and then it's like okay, we want we want to keep the defense guessing what we're doing as much as possible. So you put in Sproles, you put in Sanders. That that I think that's what it really comes down to. But at the same time, like after especially Sanders, we know he has fumbling issues. That was his problem in college. Mm-hmm. He fumbles once, fumble like. You can't afford to turn the ball over. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> in a the, game like that. I think the thing is that Doug Peterson and the coaching staff, since they've been here, they've believed in their guys. So you know they're gonna go right back to them, make sure that the rookie doesn't get it too much in the head. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, drew up something for our Sega White side to begin the game on Thursday, just to get them involved, get them you know really believing and confident in themselves. So, I mean, it, it really sucks to see Sanders 
put it on the turf like that. I mean, they were saying that he averaged a fumble like every 30 touches mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. So that's rough. Yeah. And, and apparently that's what him and Deuce were working on all offseason. I mean, it is what it is just because it happens. You look at Chris Carson in Seattle. He's had three fumbles in the last two games. So, I mean, it happens to some running backs. But if we want Sanders to be what we thought he would be, it just can't happen. That's that's all it really comes down to. Um, I'm going to put that Detroit Lions, back, Lions game in a bag and throw it in my closet. Like, I'm done with it. Like, there's nothing else about it. And that's what I'm also – that's what I also want to say. I'm just really excited that the Eagles have another chance on Thursday. Yeah, it's the only good thing out. that it's a short week. The only bad thing is if they don't end up showing up and getting a dub, it's going to be 10 days yes. straight yes. until next Sunday that we're going to be Rough. commiserating, you know, frowny face, sad face, one and three. Yep. That's bad th- – three losses all in the nfc Mm. like you can't you just can't so well i know you feel like this team is you you still believe this team can do big things this year yeah do you think after three games after 12 quarters and you could argue only really two or three maybe good quarters of football um do you think this team was is made what they were made out to be before the season? Do you think they're as good as what people made them out to be? I think losing Malik Jackson week one, that's a killer. That that really, I was not expecting that. Um, then losing Tim Jernigan right after that, that that really hurt my defensive yeah, thoughts. Because that's where I was gonna go and gonna go next is the defensive side of the ball, which as you pointed out today earlier on Twitter. On the Twitter sure. Um, they did only give up 20 points if you take away the kick return. And then we would have won. But also, it did put the Detroit Lions in the mode of, hey, let's not turn over the ball, let's be safe. Right, right. So, it is kind of, like, it kind of was a cherry pick. Like, I was like, yo, I'm going to take this cherry pick because people are probably coming at Jim Schwartz today. Yeah. But they only gave up 20 points. And you can argue, like, the turnovers, like, the thing, yeah, I got at least three off Anelli's fumble. Yeah, short field. As frustrating sometimes as the defense played, as frustrating as it is to watch Stafford sit back there, um, no no pressure get to him. They've done they've played well enough to win. Yeah. They've put they've put the offense yeah. in a position to win they, games. They definitely have. But like we talked before, the offense has fumbled the ball away. Yeah. And and also dropped passes. But it seems like defensively, like I know like your the injuries are killer because our our D line is well, not the same. Think, our depth I, doesn't feel the same. <laughs> I Our think, secondary doesn't look great. Rasul Douglas, credit him. I mean, he's going to be starting this week because Darby is out. Yeah. Um, but he, he's he been balling out. Yeah, he's been doing solid. Yeah. So, silent killer, that's what yeah. I like. But what I was going to say, I think part of it is that we watch it with our dads. And our dads, whenever... Like, teams get first downs. So, any first down, both our dads are like, Oh, come on! Come on! No, I, yeah, but I don't you know, think you know they... You know what I'm saying? I think that kind of... Elite like gets us a little bit like more like oh shoot like it gets us on our heels a little bit more just because the fact is like it comes down to how many points you're giving up it doesn't matter how many yards you give up it depends what you do in the red zone mm-hmm. and as long as you're not giving up the big plays like that JD McKissick uh, run they that sucked forty six yard run and did you see I think that was the run um, did you see Baldy's tweet about it no there was ten guys on the field. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I think it was that play. He tweeted a play, a oh, big well, that play. Was, that was their biggest play of the for day. For Detroit. And I remember live, Jarrett's like, huh, like we only had three down linemen. 
That, I remember seeing you, the three down lineman too. And I remember Jared pointing that out in the game, I believe. I remember seeing that too when they're yeah, shifting over. Yeah. So yeah, McKissick goes for forty four on the reverse ten man defense. And wow. no one no one's noticing that. Like that's a game changer. Yeah, I mean that's that I would get on Jim Schwartz about. Mm-hmm. Just because that's his team. I don't know if someone got banged up. Someone was coming off. Obviously, yeah. it's a regardless, there's, there's no excuses. Um, but I, like I said, I was putting this John in the bag and throwing it in my closet. Like I'm done with the Lions game. I'm done. We're not. Well, we go. Well, not yet. Oh. So I'm um, also. Well, I guess you can move on from the Lions game because this was. I was texting our good friend uh, Feely today. I'm surprised and he didn't hit me up. Actually, I actually hit him up because uh-huh. I was going through it today. So yeah, um, I mean, it's always nice to commiserate with other people. So we were te- we were talking, um, and something he brought up I didn't, I didn't even think about, but he's like, I'm even wondering if it was all right and and fifth lit, and Doug doesn't have what it takes. He says it's still early, but there is a trend, dating back to the struggles the offense had last year, when they were gone, and now, you could say this year. I mean, I I don't think the struggles are as um, as much as they were last year so far through these first three games because we saw what they did in the second half only really against Washington. Um, we saw the Falcons game wasn't great. Um, but this past game, obviously, a lot of the drops killed us. Mm-hmm. But even some of the play calls, like, yeah, I didn't love out of Doug in this past game. And, and it, what can you point to? Well, there was that the last couple drives, like, I can't I – remember, I, can't remember the exact plays, but there's a couple a couple plays where like even like our fourth and five call, like I don't know what our our read is there, our look, but the Sproles pass interference, mm-hmm. like what are we doing on fourth and five? You need five yards throwing a twenty yard bomb to our smallest target. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure I'm sure that's he, not their first look. I'm sure they're not. Like not their the first thing look. is, like people were complaining about that, but the thing is, he did complete it on the sideline. Oh no! The, but it was offensive pass interference. Yeah, it so. was a weak call. like that call of offensive pass interference. Probably every yeah. bigger receiver. If yeah, if no, he was right. if he was a bigger receiver, if he's six six and he did that, yeah, it it wouldn't have been a deal. It's the fact that he's five six and it looks like a lot more. And um, I actually talked. To, he said that to me the week before, mm-hmm. and I was like, honestly, I think Wright's a great coach too. Yeah. Flip. He got fired right out of Minnesota. Um, now he's in Jacksonville. But he was a big Carson guy too. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was the QB's coach. I know, but like he, him and Carson were tight. Yeah, because they're. they're <laughs> yeah, but like that was his boy. Okay. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, it really did stink losing him. Mm-hmm. And then, because what happened was, for you guys that don't remember, Josh McDaniels was going to the Colts, flaked on them, and right after that, right before that, actually, the Vikings. Picked DeFlipia, DeFlip, DeFlip over to the Vikings to be their OC. Yeah. And then right after that, Frank Wright got picked to go to the Colts. When in, like, in a perfect world, it would have been right to the Colts and then flip up to ROC instead of Mike Grow. But, um, I don't, I don't really think it, I think Doug still has, like you said, mm-hmm. there's nine drops on Sunday, if not ten, because it's not an official stat or whatever. But, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> they're dropping touchdowns, like that. That's the thing. It's not like oh, like whatever. They're dropping literal touchdowns. You don't put that on the coach, um, or like, I mean, yeah, you can't. You, like that's the, that's the play that we brought our segue. That's why we drafted yeah. our segue. Whiteside was to catch a ball like that. 
And the, so. the other thing with with Carson, I know they, they're obviously going to be protecting him as, as much as they can, but, like, I would I want to see him well, get out of the pocket more. Like, I really want to see – I feel like he he's able to see the field better when he's rolled out. Um, I know I feel like he probably has a tendency to roll to his right a lot, and teams probably notice that. I'm sure um, – they they're probably telling him to stay in the pocket as much as yeah, he can. I, I think they definitely have been because he has been making an effort. And but, you look at the play that went out on Twitter. What is the Eagles O line doing? Yeah, it's because he's rolled out, and most likely that was supposed to be uh, like a one two three balls out. Right. So I mean that's not obviously the O line. You're supposed to be blocking until the ball's out. But at the same time, the quarterback part of, part of the reason why quarterbacks get hurt is holding on the ball too long. Yeah. So I mean, even on like that fourth and five play I'm talking about, where they throw to Sproles, a lot of that game the the Lions, especially later in the game, only rushed three, and they're still getting to him somehow, only rushing three. But no one's getting open. Yeah, I know, only rushing three. And if he rolls out a little bit or steps up a little bit, he's gonna he can run for the first down. Like he that's got to be somewhat of a weapon for him to be able to pick up four or five yards here and there. Um. And plus, I think he, he really can throw the ball really well. Oh, I think he throws a beautiful ball. Like, yeah. So, I would like to see that more. Another thing, just to end this conversation about the game the, and the, the Feely text. But, like, Feely was going through it today, I guess, too. He texted me, like, he's like, I'm tier one, no doubt. He's like, it gets so hard to invest time in this stuff as you get older and have a family, though, when it's the same crap over and over. So, I found it easier to move on and not let it affect me. But, man, is it frustrating. And then he went on to say, like, Wentz is still the dude. Um, he's a gamer. Um, yeah, I mean, but, I'm I'm tier one. Yeah, no I doubt. I don't think it, but, like, I, I think I enjoy, I, I, like I said earlier, or I don't know if I said it on the podcast or if I said it to you, I really think that just watching all the games, watching so much football, it's like, okay, like, it's just, it's just a game. I mean, this is, like, one of the best games. I want my team to win. I want... I yeah. want another Super Bowl, but it's like, you know, like stuff happens every single week. So yeah. it's like, dudes are catching babies out of windows and not dropping it like Aguilar. Yeah, so that's I mean, hilarious. I mean, I'm gonna use that pivot to go over to the fact that well, if you guys didn't see that clip, yeah, check that clip out. Also, I I meant to mention this. I I didn't even told you, but another reason this loss stings even more this week's Spirit Week at school. Girl in the school was a big Cowboys fan. She came up to me Friday. Oh, you have to wear a Cowboys jersey. Like, no. You're wearing a Cowboys so jersey? I was like, all right. She was like, yeah, if the Eagles lose Sunday, like, you'll wear it. I was like, uh, I was like they're going to beat the Lions. So dang, I was like, dude. sure. And I was like, I was like, well, yeah, if the Cowboys lose too, then you'll have to wear an Eagles jersey because it's Twin Tuesday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, so we're twins. twins. But at that time when I said that, I didn't realize the Cowboys were playing the Dolphins. Um, yeah, but rega- regardless, I was confident. That the freaking Eagles are like I was pretty. I even texted Feely. I made Feely because Feely had that that game for our pick'em. Mm-hmm. He texted me uh, that morning. Eagles with a wager of twenty. I was like, dang, not a lot of confidence because he had like thirty five in his pocket. He said can't call, and I was like, they can't lose today. And he was like, yeah, I know. I was like, that'd be a possible one and three start to September. And he said they should win. I, and then I texted him back. I was like, we'll win. And then he's like, all right, I'll wager yeah. thirty. So he ended up going up ten more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for the money. But um, yeah, like I, I really thought we were gonna win that game. We didn't. 
I really think we're going to lose this game on Thursday. And they're going to win it. So hopefully um, that's how it I'm goes. Wrong. One thing also, I guess, about week three, do you have anything around the league that stuck out? One thing that I had to say was originally I told you guys on the podcast I was going to go Cardinals. I was going to go like seven or eight. And then I realized on Saturday that the Cardinals were a really, really bad team. And the Panthers had the long rest. So I switched it up to go Panthers five with the – the quarterback, their quarterback actually beat out Kyler Murray in college. Hmm. So that's what sent him over. You should have told my uncle that because he's all solid. He picked the Cardinals and put a good amount of his How points much? up. Like 20, my uncle Dang. Joe. And he only had like 30-something. But He's a buster. Yeah. He's a buster. Um, yeah, standout, the thing I tweeted about. I don't know if you saw it, but Daniel Jones did something that we're still waiting for Carson Wentz to do. As I know the Bucks missed the gimme field goal, which my dad was very, very mad mad about because he picked the yeah, Bucks. Yeah, I know. He was like, calling he was like, me. I was playing call. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's why he must have said that thing. He was like, dang, let me ask you something. He was like, why is your generation, you know, you call them, they don't answer, but you text them, and they answer right back. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I don't feel like talking to you for 25 minutes. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I couldn't talk to him for 25 minutes, so I just hit him with the text. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones – he played really well for for his first NFL start to come back um, and win that game. Unfortunately for the Giants, they lose Barkley for a couple weeks, and unfortunately for Jarrett, as he's 0-3 and now without his best player. Yeah, um, right. They said 4-8, yeah. to 6-8. Jeez. So, but they also said, uh, I heard someone say that Barkley had a high ankle sprain in college, and it was only t- he only missed two games. So I don't know if there was like a bye week in between that. But some people are saying he won't come back till week 11 after their bye, um, which is a good amount of time. And it's a good chance to see what Daniel Jones truly has. Because, I mean, the Bucks did have, you know, a 10-day layoff. Obviously, they weren't expecting Daniel Jones probably the, until Wednesday or Tuesday, whenever the announcement came out. But um, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of that game at all yet. So, mm. I'm after we're done this, I'm going to grind some uh, grind some games out. Nice. Nice. Well... Before we jump into the Packers game, um, at least for me on a lighter note, a uh, more optimistic note, like I said, I was at the Brett Brown's coaching clinic tonight, and uh, some great stuff. He started out the clinic by talking about Kawhi shot and eventually kind of got into the process a little bit and where we're at now. Not the process, but but the process, as you'll hear in a minute. Um, I'm going to uh, just play the clip that I recorded from Brett tonight. Over time, you remember things like this. Five years ago, I was at Pecom, and the year before at Lower Marion High School, looking out at 64 coaches. Back to back 
and we love the challenge. This is where we were and this is where we are. And to walk into this gym and see 1,200, this is my living room. Apart from coaching my team, this is the second favorite thing that I do. I tell you the truth. To see 1,203 registered coaches, I'm not sure many showed up, where we can share some stuff and we feel like we're all kind of giving back. I love doing this. I respect you all making the effort to try to be a lifelong learner. I respect it very much. I walk into this building and I think I'm a math teacher where if there are 1,200 coaches, you all get to 10 people. There's 12,000 kids at whatever level you coach that we have a chance maybe to touch. We all get they're going to be fathers and husbands a heck of a lot longer than they're going to be basketball players. There's something in there. And so, somewhere in the middle where I coach pros and you don't, it's still teaching, it's still relationships, it's still communication, it's still understanding everybody wants to be told the truth. You'd far prefer to be trusted than loved. No kidding. So that was a little clip from Brett himself. Um, great, great guy. I mean, he's just down to earth. Tells the truth. I love that little clip at the end there where he's he's taking life um talk talking about the life aspect of coaching which is really cool is that what, you, what you're in it for huh is that what you're in it for yeah that's a big part of it yeah. for sure um but hearing him talk about the sixers like he like just seeing his face like he had like a, a glee to him uh talking about the roster the vets he's got um so it got me i mean we're a month away i think today from basketball officially the Let's regular go, season baby. which is crazy um, but yeah, it's going to be a really exciting year. Obviously different. Um, they were going over a couple of their half court offenses for those wondering, looks like the, the DHO is still going to be something that they're using. They're big on the dribble handoff. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped. And after hearing that, it just got me excited for, for the Sixers and what, what they're going to bring this year. I mean, I've heard great things about Jojo in the summer, losing weight getting his body ready, and we know what Ben's been doing, uh, Tobias, Jay Rich. It's going to be a completely different team. It's going to be, for Brett, hopefully, a consistent a consistent yeah, instead, roster. Instead of four Where we're not, we're not flowing through teams. I, I feel like this is this is it. This is the year for, for Brett and the Sixers to maybe get over the hump and, and make a run deep this year. So Yeah, I yeah. really hope so. Yeah. And we'll get into that when it's closer to yeah. the season. Um, Definitely. Dan's just trying to talk about that because he's very down on the Eagles right now. So. <laughs> well, that literally made my day like a lot better. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about Thursday night, Eagles-Packers. Uh, I know for me it's gonna it's already it's already rough because, it's, it's, yeah, we, we, that's a must-win game for the Birds Thursday night. They, you they, can't keep on saying must-win. I didn't call you, last you, week's a must-win. You, you, uh, you, you, you sort of brought it up. No, you brought it up. No. You're like, I don't want to say you were no. You were about to bring it up, so I had to bring it up. <laughs> but uh, I'm a little annoyed because I have back to school night, so I'm not going to be done until like 9.30. I'm probably going to miss the first half. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do while I talk to parents about gym class. But, um, yeah, I... I don't feel good about this game. Um, why? The main reason is Aaron Rodgers. He's a bad uh, man. And the second reason is our 
is our defense against Aaron Rodgers. I think the offense, if they can catch the ball, if they can take care of the ball, um, and make make the plays they should make, they they should be able to put up some points. I know the Packers have an improved defense this year, but I I still have faith in our offense, especially if we can get Alshon to play, which is a possibility. Deshaun most likely will still be out Thursday. We'll also defensively get, sounds like Camus back. I know you mentioned that last week. Uh, but I just don't see how our defense, who can't get pressure on any other quarterback, is going to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers torques us all the time. Aaron Rodgers without pressure. It's, it's going to be a, a rough night, I think. Okay. Do you have, do you, I just want to let everyone know, uh, don't freak out. If the Packers get up, like if the Packers score touchdowns on like their first two drives, like don't forget that's what they've done every single week so far, really? and they they only end up with like twenty one points. Hmm. So are I, they on the Andy Reid first fifteen scripted like? Uh, that's teams? that's that's more of the Raiders. That's the Raiders MO so far, hmm. except for this past week. But um, it just seems like I I don't know if it's the new offense for Rodgers. And maybe it's like okay, like we'll have these these plays like scripted out for you, like you'll know like what to do. But last week, I just they turned on the game real quick, and we saw Rogers yelling at Lafleur. The week before, he did it again. So I'm hoping that we get a big uh, Rogers Lafleur fight in the middle of the game. Um, and my score prediction for the game is going to be Eagles 26, Packers. 23 and yeah game game ball game ball is gonna go carson and um he's gonna make dan a smiley boy on friday is it a comeback victory is it a drive is a game-winning drive at lambo on thursday night um is it like 23 19 23 20 or like no i kind of think it's gonna be like uh all right packers are up like 14 10 and then we kind of take the lead and then you're gonna get a little bit scared when rogers has the ball He's coming back. They're actually just going to be kicking field goals towards the end. It's going to be a whole thing. Uh, just, just trust me about it. Carson's going to lead us there. Um, I'm kind of expecting that, that um, Carson rookie year vibes with the no huddle, keep Lambeau, and the, the Green Bay Packers defense on their toes. If you don't, do you remember the for Carson's first primetime game? Monday night. Everyone's like, he's never played in front that of more was... than 12,000 12, people. Remember all that stuff they were saying? It was in Soldier Field. Oh, Alshon, you're talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that Al- was that was a fun game. Alshon saw it from the other sideline. He's like, "Man, I really want to be on the Eagles." Next, next thing you know, he comes. I don't think you really did that, but we know Alshon I came thought, over. I, I'm, you're my brain's on alert. The shuffle on them. No, I thought you were talking about the Packers Monday Night game when Rodgers. Ah, uh, no, I'm Packers weren't no, that no, great no, no, at no. that time, and no, Rodgers no, torched talk- us. We're not talking. Is about what he does. Yeah, that that was rough. He um, did the no huddle. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah. kind of expecting Carson to return the favor for that one. Yeah, so I think, like I said, the Packers are going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say Does that mean you're giving the 30, game? 30 to 26. Okay, so would you rather us not even come close? Like, are you done with these couple drops, or would you rather see it like a 35, you know, 17? Kind of, not as not no. as bad as the Saints beat down, 
but as like just like a beat down like hey we're not winning this game this is I think it could be a beat down like that to be honest but I do think this Eagles team has fight in them they've, they've I know but I'm there. saying like for your mental health like what would you For do? my mental health I think I'd rather a beat down oh, wow. to be honest You need a good beat down <laughs> I think I would I mean I the know, way we've lost the way we've hit. lost these two last games I know we've we say this all the time especially it's fresh it's new but it's been it's been hard <laughs> Like, I know we've experienced so many losses, but, like, the way we've lost them, when, like, the other team is trying to give you a game as bad as you've played, and, like, even, like, the last game, like, I we didn't even really talk through the emotion. Like, you're down 10 with, like, 10 minutes left. You're not feeling great, but you still believe. Um, you still believe in Carson. And, and there's then, a reason, too. And then you're down whatever. You're down three with, like, 240 left. You have the ball. You're like, all right, good. And then they have the fourth and eight. They don't, they don't convert. And now you don't feel really good at all, um, and then whatever whatever the, the blocked field goal happens, and then it's like, and that specific moment, you're like, worst case scenario, we're going to overtime right now, because we're at the 20. And then you get back from commercial, all of a sudden you're at the 50, yeah. and you can't get 15 yards, uh, and yeah, it sucked. It sucked because you had two huge drops on the last drive. Yeah, I thought we were putting this in the back. I did too, but you, you, you somehow made me bring it up. I just asked if you'd rather get beat down or another <laughs> close loss. Is that yes, three straight rather... close losses where, you know, we should have won, where it's like everyone's like, oh, we should have won the game. Yeah. I'd rather get beaten down. Um, you wouldn't rather but, win? No, of course I'd rather win, Paul. <laughs> Packers win 30-26. to 26. Uh, Aaron Rodgers does not get sacked once. And Devontae Adams... Is gets the game ball for Green Bay. I think Zool's gonna um, shut him down, baby. Yeah, so I hope I am wrong. I really do. I I think if the Eagles can somehow win this game, my mood will change a lot. Considering, I mean, I, I obviously it's gonna be a big swing if they right. win. Right. Considering you beat a three and zero team on the road, short week, and then then you come back home for the Jets, um, and you can start. You can start figuring things out a little bit and then you can start getting healthy because you have this long time off um if they can if they can beat green bay so the one thing that the only thing yesterday from yes yesterday that got me uh Riled got up. me riled up ready to go was lane johnson's post game interview uh, i didn't see it you didn't see it or here no. well we'll watch it it's too explicit to repeat right now um but you know lane's lane is a very outspoken person and um, I believe I believe in Lane Johnson. I believe he's a guy that can rally these he's guys. He's not kissing any babies. Um, and I hope Carson can rally these guys. I really do. But yeah, I I don't know, Paul. It's just the thing that hurts is I really didn't think this year, with all the expectation, all the hype, that we would be sitting here in September talking about this. I think, especially with our schedule, we have a hard schedule. Don't get me wrong. But when you look at our first three games, especially the way Atlanta's played, they haven't looked great. They try to give us the game. Like you said, we could be 3-0. So that's that's what I think is the big stinger because you have all this hype, Super Bowl dreams, and you, you're sitting here at 1-2, and two, possibly 1-3 and three in a couple days. And that's what hurts, Paul. And that's what hurts tonight. Yeah, no, I understand it. I, I 100% get it. And, I mean, I really have a good feeling about this game on Thursday. I don't know if it's a delusional, like, I needed to talk myself into it and um, wanted to get it, uh, you know, get it going and getting Dan's juices. I was trying to, you know, brighten Dan's day a little bit, but um, it doesn't seem like it really worked, honestly. So I I definitely, you know, 
I'm sorry I let Dan down. I'm sorry if I let you guys down, but I promise you on Thursday we're going to be flying high together. Go Birds. Go Birds. Go Birds. Thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe on iTunes. Or SoundCloud. Like us on Facebook. Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. We are Cheesesteak Sports. We all we got. We all we need.